Good morning. It's a beautiful Sunday in the old Weblo, and you're listening to KTDT Tucson. Thank you for spending a part of your brunch hour with us on your downtown Tucson, a community-sponsored, all-volunteer-powered rock and roll radio station. This week, we're going to continue our conversation with Lisa Hansen. We started this last Sunday. She is the founder and CEO of the Tucson nonprofit Power Over Predators. Lisa is a subject matter expert with over 20 years experience as a professional speaker, trainer, and author, as well as a youth care provider. Her organization focuses on a hidden pandemic, which she says is destroying our youth. Today is June 11th, 2023. My name is Tom Heath, and you are listening to Life Along the Streetcar. Each and every Sunday, our focus is on social, cultural, and economic impacts in Tucson's urban core. We shed light on hidden gems everyone should know about. From A Mountain to the University of Arizona and all stops in between, you get the inside track right here on 99.1 FM, streaming on downtownradio.org, also available on your iPhone or Android with our Downtown Radio Tucson app. For the show, you can interact with us on Facebook and Instagram, where over there's Life Along the Streetcar. And then if you want more information on what we do, our book, past episodes, or just simply to contact us, head over to our website, lifealongthestreetcar.org. And uh, we always invite you to listen to the podcasts on uh, a lot of the platforms out there that you're used to uh, hearing, like Spotify, iTunes. Uh, And sometimes you can just say, hey, smart speaker, play Life Along the Street podcast. And um, that won't bring anything up because you have to say, play Life Along the Streetcar podcast. And that'll bring things up. Well, it's been a very emotional week in downtown. Um, if you've been a part of the downtown uh, family or do a lot of work in the downtown area, you've, you've known the name of a man named Donovan Durbin. Uh, he's been an activist in downtown for, for decades. Uh, he's, he's worked as a, an aide for uh, Council Member Kozacek. He is currently an administrator at uh, Park Tucson. Uh, and in between that, he was instrumental in the creation of the Downtown Alliance, which is morphed into the downtown Tucson partnership. Um, he was a co-founder on that first push to get second Saturdays back up and running in the, in the area, bringing music, art, culture back into the urban core at a time when it was t- desperately, desperately needed. And he remained active in that role, um, uh, for, uh, uh, for some time. The, uh, the loss of Donovan was unexpected, and it, was, uh, it sent shockwaves really through the community. We're going to do a little bit more of a feature next week and share an interview that we had the pleasure of recording with him a while ago about one of his passion projects uh, with uh, making, um, making efforts to, to help the homeless in downtown. Uh, but today we wanted to finish up our conversation with, with Lisa Hansen. Um, this is a, a more serious topic that, you know, a lot of times we cover lighthearted, you know, feel good stories and all this is a feel good story because Lisa Hansen and her team are making really positive impact in Tucson and, uh, with, um, the youth and, in, in the urban core as well. It is a heavier subject. If you listened last week, we did the introduction and talked about her organization power over predators and learned, um, quite a bit about the, um, uh, the challenges in, in the community about uh, child uh, and, and sex trafficking and, and how it's happening and, and how it's happening in ways that are hard to um, uh, to, to, to measure, to, to identify. And that's what their group does is they go out and they help 
uh, prevent and identify you know situations that will um, keep the, the the young people safe by helping them be more uh, aware as well as helping law enforcement in the community recognize it so that they can address it uh, in a um, uh, in a in a concerted effort to to stop this the the conversation does contain some um, disturbing imagery so it's not uh, it, it's something just be careful of if it's a family uh, around the radio there's there's definitely some um, adult themes in here so just be cautious of that uh, if you want to hear the the initial episode uh, of the introduction uh, then you can head over to our uh, webpage lifealongthestreetcar.org and uh, just put in power over predators in the search bar Lisa Hansen and it'll pull up uh, the show it should actually be the first one on there because it was last week the first part of today's show, if you were listening last week, the first couple of minutes of the interview are uh, the same introductory comments that I made, the same introductory conversation I had with Lisa on last week's show. I wanted to give that that sort of foundation and context because we, we jump into um, a kind of a more in-depth conversation. So the introduction will sound like last week, and after about a minute and a half, two minutes, it will get into uh, the second part of um, our conversation with uh, Lisa Hansen. We are joined by Lisa Hansen, the CEO and founder of uh, the program Power Over Predators, uh, something that has been ongoing for, for some time. Lisa, welcome to the show here. Thanks for having me. So I was uh, introduced to uh, your your uh, your program by uh, another guest of ours, Enrique Aldana, who was telling me that I had to talk to you. And I said, okay. And then you and I spoke a little bit a few weeks ago to get a little backstory on the program. And I was like, oh my gosh, how how, how does something like this happen in, in Tucson and, and not everyone be talking about it? So I, I appreciate you taking some time to, to share um, uh, what you're doing. Yeah, well, I appreciate the opportunity for conversation because you're right, it's it's a it's a conversation that a lot of people kind of shy away from, just really don't want to talk about, um, don't want to believe that it's something that's happening. Um, but but our kids matter and and we've got a that's my whole goal is just protecting kids. Well, the, the organization is called Power Over Predators. And can you give us kind of an overview of, of what you do? I know it's you know, we don't have a lot of time, so it's not super in-depth, but really kind of give us the idea of, of what you're doing. And then uh, I'd like to know a little bit about more how you got involved and, and the ways people can get involved to help. Sure. Um, so right off the bat, what we do is we provide prevention education. Uh, I believe that prevention is, well, it's actually the first P when it comes to on a national level. How do we approach the issue of um reducing child exploitation, specifically child sex trafficking, and they bring up four Ps and it starts with prevention. And then it goes to protection and prosecution and then partnership. Uh, the interesting thing is, is across the country, prevention is what is lacking. And so I've, I've been doing prevention education for about 25 years now. And it's just such a powerful tool because it's a, it's a discussion, it's a conversation, it's um, helping kids define things so that they can be aware or, or realize that maybe they're in a sticky situation that they don't know how to get out of. 
And then this information, is it, is it done through presentations in schools? Do you do uh, outreach events? I noticed on your website, you've got videos and, and podcasts and, and all kinds of uh, ways to get information out. But for the youth themselves, wh- where's your, right. where's your most impact? It is, um, I have literally done a complete shift. COVID really kind of <laughs> made me rethink how we approach this because we were seeing a lot of success in the schools. We were we were presenting in the schools to about um, 10, 12,000 kids a year just here in Pima County. Our program is national. It's being used, those prevention training videos that you were mentioning are being used all over the country. And, um, and we've made it a very easy, accessible resource to where anybody can go there. It's free. They can choose a topic that they want to to discuss with students. Um, There's downloadable materials that teachers can use, but we also really want parents to be aware and parents to to have this education so that they can watch these videos and they can share this information and watch these videos with their kids. Um, Because I believe that still the number one prevention tool in a child's life is their parent. Research is still showing that kids um, want to be able to have these relationships with their parents. They they believe that their parent is their, their best source of protection. And so I think parents just feel pretty ill-equipped. And so one of the things that I just started, um, and we're going to do a big launch in July, is my volunteer program called Mothers Against Child Exploitation, to where these are our volunteer moms that are they're the ones going into the schools, presenting the content where their kids are at. So where their kids' friends are at. And it's having a huge impact because and it's a much, it's much easier on the schools to have, you know, parents that are in their communities be the ones presenting this material um, as opposed to volunteers from an organization that they don't know about. Um, even though our program has been, um, Placed on Pima County Superintendent of Schools Healthy and Safe Schools Initiative as the preferred provider of of this content, it's still a topic that people shy away from. So that's why if if we've got parents and people that are aware and and care enough to go spend time with kids and have this conversation first at home, bringing it to the schools, it's it's just so important that we do so. Um, it impacts everything, you know, a child. A child who's being abused without a voice and without help, it, it you know, it, it affects their mental health, it affects their, their education, it affects their it affects everything. And so I just think if we kind of peel back all the layers and just start with that awareness piece um, and giving kids the education that they need, um, I think I know we will personally see uh, a huge shift in in this because you know, the reason that the kids are being abused at such a young age is because they don't have a voice. They are more more vulnerable. And so that's why I believe parents um, have the greatest impact in just being aware and educating their kids, teaching them how to protect themselves and how to protect others. And then are you working with organizations like Youth on Their Own and others that are uh, working with a, a similar population? 
Yes, we partner. Well, like I said, our, our information, all of our videos and resources are free to anybody who wants to use it. So people can go to the website and um, download whatever they want, use whatever they want. But we have made it available to youth on their own. We've made it available to the boys and girls clubs. We've made it available to anybody that works with kids, uh, uh, specifically group homes and foster care. Um, foster care kids and group home kids are um, just at some of the greatest risk for, uh, for, for being trafficked. And, um, it's a whole long story. It goes, goes way into the mind of a predator and how they're actually using, um, the group homes as a place to, uh, maintain relationships because at the group home, they don't have to pay for the meals. They don't have to clothe them, you know, but they have relationships with them. And, and typically it's all through social media and, and online. So it's uh, it's a vicious cycle. That is Lisa Hansen. She is the founder and CEO of Tucson nonprofit Power Over Predators. Uh, that was a third segment of a four-segment uh, interview we did. Uh, it started last Sunday, and we're going to wrap it up here in just a moment with the, uh, uh, the fourth segment coming up just after the break. But I want to remind you that you're listening to Life Along the Streetcar on Downtown Radio, 99.1 FM, and streaming on downtownradio.org. This podcast is sponsored by the Mortgage Guidance Group and Nova Home Loans. If you enjoyed this podcast, keep listening or head over to lifealongthestreetcar.org for all of our past episodes, current events, and things to do while visiting Tucson. Tom Heath, NMLS number 182420. Nova, NMLS number 3087. VK number 0902429. Equal housing opportunity. So we are now going to finish up uh, our two uh, two week interview with uh, Lisa Hansen. It's uh, done in four parts. Going to talk a little bit about her staff and uh, um, how they all came to the organization and what they bring uh, with them as well. Well, and I, I know you have to run soon, but in a couple more questions if we could I, I was looking sure. at your, your your website and I noticed that your staff is made up of everyone on your staff has been very open about a trauma or uh, an experience that that led them to to you and and now they're working with you um, mm-hmm. I, I find that I mean it makes sense but I also find that amazing that, that you've got a group of five people that are standing up as as survivors and um and, and trying to take that mantle forward to, to prevent this from happening. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's an amazing experience. I mean, honestly, it's uh, each one of these, uh, each one of the women that um, work with me and partner with me in this issue are, you know, each have their own different story, but the relevance of, you know, each one of them said, where were you <laughs> when this was happening to me? If I had only known, if I had known the signs, if I had seen, you know, if I'd known what to look for, if I had known that there was somebody out there that, that would help, you know? And so that's, that's really what, what our, our goal is, is to just get this information out there so that people don't get stuck in these scenarios where they just feel hopeless and, and have no option, no choice. And so it's just been, an absolute honor to, um, see these women, um, these young women and these mothers, um, just step up and, uh, use their voice because I tell you, they, 
now they have a bunch of stories from people that they have impacted um, by sharing their stories. So it's huge. And then how do people find you, get more information, get to these videos and, and maybe have you come in and present to a group? What, 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 Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm on every social media platform, Power Over Predators. Um, and then I'm also, my website is where all of our videos are stored. So that's poweroverpredators.org. Okay. And then I noticed that you have a, a volunteer advocate. So I assume then that you are looking for people to help with this, uh, this mission. I, 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 I would imagine there's a, a kind of a heavy vetting process that they, that goes into this, but you're looking for people that are willing to go out and, and pre- present the material or, or what, what specifically would help you? Sure. So, um, the volunteer, the volunteer group that I mentioned earlier, which is MACE, um, again, you don't have to be a mom, but anybody who, anybody who is passionate about moving against child exploitation, there's lots of different opportunities to quote unquote volunteer. And, and some people, you know, I mean, donating is very, very helpful. We are a nonprofit and we, we totally function solely off of uh, private donations. We do not take any government funding. Um, and because that allows us to, to really ha- keep the narrative of the conversation that we believe is important. Um, so donating as, as far as I'm concerned is a huge, um, uh, volunteer opportunity, but we have, you know, I need people spreading awareness on their social media sites. So I give multiple opportunities for people to volunteer and find out how they can get involved in, and more of the descriptions are on my website on and, and the MACE page where you can learn more about how you can volunteer and, and how much time things, things will take. Um, you know, I would love people who will go advocate at parent, um, at PTO meetings, right. Um, I do believe that parents just don't know that this is available and they would want it in their schools if they knew it was there and they knew it was free and, uh, and that it's a, it's a vetted program. So they can learn as much as they, they want to learn through the websites. And so really just advocacy is, is a big thing. So when it comes to presenting in the schools, the reason we've done it the way that we have so that we don't, um, schools, if, if a parent wants to go in, that parent already has to go through, um, background checks and, um, you know, the school is held responsible for, um, the content. And so that's why we've made it to where, uh, the videos have already been done to where, you know, somebody can just press play and have conversations with these kids. And then when kids do come forward, if they are in the school setting or a youth setting where there's maybe it's, um, YMCA or boys and girls clubs, you know, if a youth does disclose abuse, then, um, everybody is required to follow the mandatory reporting and uh, procedures and policies just to protect those kids and get them the help that they need. And, and all of your, like your staff, they're, they're female. Is that intentional or is that just coincidental? It is coincidental. In the past, we have had, um, we've had uh, male volunteers that have gone in and presented um, and, you know, dads, or even we've had a, a couple of college uh, kids, uh, young men that just really got, well, they've experienced abuse themselves. And so, um, this is not a problem for girls. This is one in four girls and one in five boys are going to be sexually abused before their 18th birthday. And again, those are based on the reported cases. So there is not a significant difference in, um, the, 
the gender of a child being abused. So it is a very relevant issue. And we do have a lot of men um, that come forward and want to present this content. And, and are most abusers, and, and, and again, way off topic, this is just a curiosity for me, are most abusers men or is there uh, a similar um, sort of ratio for men versus women as, as far as being abusers? No, you're correct. It is uh, statistically, it is the, a much higher percentage of men being the abusers. Okay. So yeah. just, again, just kind of thinking through the optics of a, of a, sure. of a male presenting that, that could be a, uh, somewhat challenging for someone maybe to step forward because they, anyway, that's, I'm, I'm far afield no, here. You're right. <laughs> I'm far afield here. Well, this is, this has been incredibly eye opening. I think rather than try to edit this down, I think what we're going to do is spread it out over, um, two weeks to, to make sure we cover everything. Cause there's nothing in here that doesn't need to be said. And I'm, I'm, you know, I launched this program because I wanted to find hidden gems in Tucson and I'm always mm. amazed at things I don't know about. And, and the fact that you've been doing this for almost 15 years now as a, I mean, I'm sure you've been doing it longer, but as an organized movement for almost 15 years, it's, it's, it's quite amazing. And now starting here in Tucson, you know, working with everyone all over our community and, and now you've yeah. got people nationally um, taking some of this information and implementing it in their communities. It's just that's just tremendous. Um, mm -hmm. and, um, I know you don't do this for accolades and accommodations, but really, so that's just absolutely amazing to me that, the that, um, through your tragedy and your, your, your trauma that you're able to, to bring this such positive energy into a, a really tough conversation. Yeah. There's hope for every person and that, you know, I'm living proof of that. And so that's my goal. <laughs> get that hope out there. Well, Lisa Hansen, the CEO and founder of Power Over Predators. Uh, information at their website, poweroverpredators.org. All over social media, we'll link to all of that from our page. Um, and uh, this will be a, a two-part episode, so uh, there'll be lots of information out there for you to, to dig into to learn more. And then I encourage you to check out the website and maybe get involved with um, their MACE program. Lisa, thank you. Thanks so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. That was Lisa Hansen, founder and CEO of Power Over Predators. The uh, If you joined us late, we did a two-day uh, segment with her because the, the interview, uh, a lot of times I'll do the interview and uh, we'll maybe edit a few pieces out so it'll fit the show. Uh, and this one, there was just nothing to edit. Uh, everything she said was just so powerful. So we, uh, we started last week on um, uh, this topic uh, June 4th episode, which is on our website right now. And then we wrapped it up today with the second part of it. So they, they, they go together. I want to thank Lisa. We were uh, under a time crunch. She had an appointment right after our meeting, but she was very gracious and stayed till the very end, even though we went over the, uh, the allotted time I, I told her that we would need. My name is Tom Heath. You are listening to Life Along the Streetcar on Downtown Radio, 99.1 FM and streaming on downtownradio.org. Support for Downtown Radio is provided by the Tucson Gallery, located in downtown Tucson inside of the proper shops at 300 East Congress Street. The Tucson Gallery offers original work, reproductions, and merchandise from Tucson artists like Joe Padgett, Jessica Gonzalez, Ignacio Garcia, and many more. For information about all the artists, including when they will be live at the gallery, head to thetucsongallery.com or find them on Instagram and Facebook as Tucson Gallery.
Well, thank you again to uh, Lisa Hansen from Power Over Predators. If you want to listen to that um, uh, complete interview starting last Sunday, just head over to lifelongthestreetcar.org. You can pick it up there. And then uh, this episode will be uh, available as a podcast uh, later in the week, probably. Typically, we get them up by Tuesday. Um, and you can uh, watch and listen to those. And, and then, of course, head over to their, their website to learn more about the programs and you know volunteer opportunities. We uh, started the show today just remembering Donovan Durbin. He was a, a downtown, uh, really an icon and a, instrumental in, in making so many things happen in, uh, uh, in this area. Uh, he passed uh, unexpectedly last week. And uh, on next Sunday show, we'll do a little bit more of a tribute to him and uh, also air an interview we had uh, the pleasure of doing a few years ago with him and talk a little bit more about his impact and some of the organizations that he was involved with and, and supported. If you want to get a, a sense of, of him as uh, what he does here in the community, um, his, uh, his Instagram page was, was fascinating. I loved to watch it. it was, and he, he chose the name Exit 258. Exit 258 is the downtown exit when you're coming off of I-10. And so he really focused a lot on that, uh, you know, that urban core, just like we do. So a lot of, a lot of common interest there with uh, Donovan. So we um, invite you maybe to, to take a look at his, uh, his Instagram page. And, and the handle there is exit258258. One of the organizations that he was very uh, instrumental in co-founding was the, uh, the Second Saturdays Committee and getting that effort back up and running, bringing music and culture back into downtown. Um, been happening for quite some time now. And it was really, at the time, so important because people were not coming downtown. And that started a trend and to this, uh, to this day continues. Uh, fittingly, last, last night was uh, Second Saturday. And uh, the team, uh, you know, the, the committee and the organizers of Second Saturday... Uh, chose to uh, rename the main stage that they play music on on Scott Avenue as the Donovan Durbin main stage at Scott Avenue. So now all the live music that happens on Second Saturdays will be on the, uh, the Donovan Durbin stage. And uh, it's, I think, fitting. So we're going to leave you with music today that was played last night, um, uh, a band called the Barefoot on Bumblebees. They're a local band here. Uh, out of uh, out of Tucson, and um, they have some uh, energetic kind of folk uh, music, and um, they were playing on the Donovan Durbin stage last night with um, uh, with a few others as part of Second Saturdays. So we're going to leave you with a little music from them. Uh, it's back, it goes back to 2010. Uh, the album is called Everything Shiny Is New. Uh, this is the Barefoot on Bumblebees, Tucson band, and the song is called Lonely Are the Brave. We miss you, Donovan. My name is Tom Heath. I hope you have a great week, and tune in next Sunday for more Life Along the Streetcar. <laughs>